0: All right, guys, this is episode 12 of Unclean and Mostly Sober. Uh, I just wanted to apologize up front for my somewhat excessive use of the F-bomb. I didn't realize it until my brothers pointed it out at the end of this episode how much I was using it. Uh, I don't know if it was just some sort of nervous crutch or what, but listening back to it, it definitely got a little excessive even by my standards, um, but... Hope it doesn't take away from this episode because in this episode, we interview one of our best friends, my best friend, Steve. And if you guys have listened to the previous episodes, you know that Steve was really one of the biggest uh, driving forces in us starting this podcast, really an attempt to learn about addiction due to how surprising it was that Steve became an addict later in life Um, So again, hope you guys enjoy it. Hope I don't ruin this with my language. Sorry, Mom. You may not be able to take this one. I hope everyone else enjoys. Thank you. Welcome to Unclean and Mostly Sober, a family podcast that lacks that family-friendly feeling from a family that's lived it where we delve into the world of addiction from the point of view of both the addicts and the loved ones they've affected. Come listen to some stories from the street filled with drug use, debauchery, and the preposterous lives of addicts. We hope to entertain you with these stories and we hope to educate ourselves and who knows maybe even you along the way. We make no promises to be socially responsible, politically correct, or sensitive to your views or feelings. But if by some chance we help someone in even the most insignificant of ways, it may just be the best thing we've ever done with our lives. So shut the hell up let us feel good about ourselves, damn it. Okay guys, thanks for rejoining us on Unclean and Mostly Sober. Um, this is an episode that's kind of been important to all of us. As you guys have heard us talk about a lot, one of the biggest reasons we started this podcast was because of um, some issues one of our best friends had. It kind of surprised us all. So we've got um, you know my best friend, Steve. Fuck, I almost said his last name. I'm going to edit that out. We've got one of my, my best friend Steve, with us. Um, Previously oh, he had his brother on. Yeah, yeah, Jeremy was on to talk about some of his past and what it's been like growing up with Addiction in his life um, You know, with his father growing up You know, growing up with a father as a, an alcoholic And recently dealing with um, the issues that Steve had And as well as Jeremy's baby mama, our sister Kelly uh, But Steve's here to kind of tell some of his stories And we have a ton of questions So, appreciate you coming on, man No problem So, um, I guess the first thing we usually ask everybody is well, not necessarily always, but how,
1: how much clean time do you have? Uh, we're, what, middle, end of March? Uh, it's about 10 months right now. Okay. Wish I could say longer, but... Start somewhere. Yeah, you gotta start somewhere. That's awesome.
2: What, I mean- does, what does clean time look like to you? I mean, are we talking total abstinence from all drugs, alcohol, everything, or are we
1: just... Uh, I have a couple beers here and there. I was telling you guys a little bit earlier, but basically anything else is... Off the All the table. Good. Yeah, well, like we
3: you know, we say sobriety looks different to everybody. And, you know, Steve has always been a pretty heavy smoker. And, you know, he was telling me before we came on that he hasn't even smoked in quite some time. Marijuana, Pot. was talking about. Pot. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I don't sorry. smoke cigarettes. Not cigarettes.
0: I mean, yeah. Sorry, marijuana. And your uh, alcohol has never really, as long as I've known you, I mean, you've been a drinker. But alcohol has never really been an issue for you. You've never abused it in any way. I mean, you partied just like the rest of us did. But... Yeah. It's never become an issue for you.
1: Nah, growing up with the issues of my dad, I just never got into it, never yeah. wanted to.
2: Yeah. Yes. So then that leads into the obvious question. What was your drug of choice? What's the drug that took you down?
1: Uh, for a long time, it was pot. But I, uh, that didn't ruin my life, though. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was just
0: his drug of choice.
1: Yeah. Uh, I smoked that every day, heavily, for years. Yeah. 12 to 15 years or so. Mm-hmm. And then, just for some reason, I got into crack cocaine, and that did ruin my life. Lost just about everything. Well, welcome back. Thank you.
0: Yeah. It is, uh, it's good to see you back, brother. It's, it's nice been a struggle,
1: back. but... What's that? It's been a struggle, but I'm, I'm sure trying.
0: Yeah, so I'm sure... I know you've been listening to the show, so I'm sure you've heard us talk about... Uh, multiple times how it just it seemed so out of the blue that you know because we've always talked about how you just you've always just been that solid guy, that guy that just had his shit together, was always just no matter how much chaos was going on around us, you were just always even keeled, just always had shit under control and just never seemed to really let anything bother you. You know, and I think the more we really started talking about it, it was probably a lot of it is because because of how you are just that stoic person you just never really like letting people know when you're going through shit you never really seem to like, kind of like our father how he didn't like making his bad day other people's bad day and it seemed like that was maybe part of your downfall was that you weren't able to open up about what was going on
1: yeah um that, that is part of the reason I don't, I don't like to complain about my problems to other people um another big thing with it was a lot of my heavy issues were with my girlfriend that we've been going through for years. Mm-hmm. I just really didn't know how to open up, open up to you guys about it cuz I didn't like nobody else was in my situation yeah. with with the things I've gone through with her. I don't know, you might be a little surprised well, that I knew about yeah. at that time, right. but yeah, I just didn't know how to bring it out without feeling embarrassed without Thinking, like, why?
2: I mean, come on. Your brother's baby mama was in jail.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right, but, I mean, he, I, I don't know. I, I guess I didn't want you guys thinking, like, well, what's he still doing with her? Why is he putting him through this? Right. Himself through this or whatever. So, it was...
0: So, I mean, is there one thing in particular that... I mean, I guess even with that said, I'm just, I'm, I'm just curious how... How did it go to that? Like, how did it go to crack right away? Like, was there anything? Was there any build-up to it? Was oh, there yeah. something that you tried before well, it, and you needed something else? Or
1: no, I, I mean, like I said, pot was my drug of choice for years. I, I stuck with that. I messed around with pills here and there, but never allowed myself to get into that too much either. I mm. never became addicted to them. And th- I know it's going to sound stupid as hell, but with all the stuff that me and my girlfriend were going through, just years and years of me trying to connect with her to get her to open up on why she couldn't stop with her stuff. We ended up going to a counselor and she said that she, I I always thought her problem drug was heroin. And I, I found out 12 years into our relationship that she actually had a problem with crack cocaine, and mm. I I never never knew it, never thought it, never seen it around the house or anything. And she said she never told me because she just felt like she couldn't be honest with me about it. And th- this was in the therapy session.
3: Maybe kind of your same reason, like she was too embarrassed, or mm. I mean, like
1: I guess she like she felt I would look down on her more or whatever. You know,
0: yeah, there, that is something weird about what I've seen just on the street, just in general, you talk to people who are addicts for whatever, with whatever drug, heroin, crack, Coke. It's the one drug that people are always least willing to admit. Like people will talk about, yeah, I've been a heroin addict, but they don't want to say, yeah, I was a crack addict. There's just like some sort of stigma, stigma to being a a crackhead, you know? And, and for whatever reason that people just, Think about it differently. It does seem strange that they're so quick to open up about heroin and other drugs, but crack is just something, like you said, she was embarrassed to talk about.
1: Well, I mean, Dave, you know, I was infatuated with this girl since basically the day I met her. I loved her at first sight. I've done just about everything I can to stand by her side and try and keep our family together. Mm-hmm. And I've done everything I could think of to try and relate to, uh, to this girl to try and help her with her addiction issues earlier on. And so
3: the, so when you picked it up, was that almost a way, I think you were starting to get there, but was that a way like, all right, maybe I can connect with her.
1: Well, it was like through this, it was, it was out of curiosity. Like I had always wondered cause what cocaine was like, like what, what it would be like to get high off cocaine. But what, yeah, the first first time I did a hit, it was kind of like in the back of my head, I was thinking, well, I can't beat her addiction for her. So if I can understand it a little bit better, maybe I can help her, help her mm-hmm. in a way that I couldn't before. And I'm not saying I blame it on her because it was definitely my own. It's your decision. Yeah, it was your my choices. decision. And, dude, I'll never forget it. That I'm sitting there... The first time I had... A piece... I'm sitting there for about 10 minutes... Thinking like... Do I want to do this? Is... Is this the right decision? Like... Is this going to fuck my life up? And... Finally I was just like... Fuck it. Fuck it. Try... Try... One thing. I mean you've been fighting years to... Connect with this girl and to... Get what you wanted out of the relationship. I mean gotta try something new because nothing else was working so i did it and just never looked back
3: grabbed you from the first time like was it just like holy shit this is amazing nah, like, well what?
1: not for me i mean it it was amazing but it, it wasn't like my mom asked me this before and the way i told her was like i didn't like i wasn't like oh god i need more right away it wasn't like that. It wasn't was, that old
0: dragon chasing the dragon right, story. The,
1: the, my thought process was, that's not as bad as everybody puts it out to be. Like, That's that's not the devil in disguise or however you want to say it.
3: I was thinking like, you could do this and it, still live your everyday life. And yeah, just...
1: I, I could do a couple of hits during a day and be okay. And then, yeah, then you get a couple of hits in and you just... If you have the You finally the money, do you get keep- to
3: that point where it's like, oh shit, now I do need this. Yeah. Now I do have to go get hit.
1: Well, it's... I mean,
3: I know it takes time to build up that, you know, the dependency and, you know, whether it's mental, physical,
1: whatever it is, but... It's. I mean, it's all mental. Like I, I don't think I've ever gone through a real physical that's, withdrawal.
0: That's what I've heard. I've actually heard recently, and I never knew that. That apparently crack isn't actually physically either. addictive.
1: Dude, it's all in your head. It, it takes over your thought process, and that's crazy. It's all you can think about for.
0: S- similar to like opiates and shit, how it just hijacks your reward system. It, it, the dopamines in your brain just take over and.
3: Yeah, but. That shit's very physical, too, though. The dependency to cocaine. Yeah. That's uh, yeah. extremely yeah. physical.
1: Yeah, hmm. it, like I've, I've never gotten sick from not having a hit or anything. It just... I don't know all, if I've ever all, even
3: asked about like
1: withdrawal symptoms from crack. crack like I've never... Cocaine. You yeah. just sit there and you're like, damn, I want to hit. I want to feel that way again.
2: Somebody recently described it to me. Now, this is cocaine, not crack. But basically, when they were doing cocaine... Kind of like, it, you know, it hijacks the reward system, but it also makes you feel like you're better than everyone else, and you want to continue that feeling. He he, he said, literally, I snorted a lot of cocaine, and I knew I was better than you. And he's like, and I never wanted that feeling to go away. He's like, when I stopped doing it, I didn't crash. It wasn't like I was, you know, I didn't physically need it to have it, but in my brain, it was like, well, I got better than him again. So,
1: mm-hmm. I, was
2: like, yeah, I was like, that's, yeah, that's like, that's an... Uh, but yeah, I didn't know it was not physically addictive until I think you said something a couple of weeks ago. David. Point like anybody can see me point at him.
0: No, I don't think it was me actually. It may have been while we were interviewing uh Jesse in our yeah, which Su- is a, which is a sore subject. Yeah, yeah which interview uh, you guys
3: will never hear. Well, so, unless we interview her again. Steve, yeah, I fucked
0: up. Uh Well, hold on, R- real quick. If you have another question I just before we moved on, I just had one other thing. I you know, talking about that as far as like the difference in crack and heroin, I've uh, actually right when when we had first learned that you started messing around with crack, I was talking to Steven, and Steven was saying, you know, look, if if he needs to talk to me, let him know. I was like, well, maybe you should reach out and let him know. I, said, I mean, it's it's not going to mean anything if other people are telling him. And and I th- I think he did. I'm pretty sure he reached out to you. But um, the one thing he was telling me was even though heroin was always his drug of choice and he always went back to that said in all these years clean from heroin, the one thing that he still every day thinks about is crack. He said, it's just that, that feeling that, that mental drag it has on you, that power that it has over you. It just doesn't go away. It's just something that he, to this day still thinks about, even though heroin was the main drug that he, you know, that, Really fucked them up.
3: Kind of freaking scary.
1: Yeah. I was talking to one guy about it a little while ago, and the way he described it, he said it's kind of like a mega orgasm for your brain, Hmm. and it's Mm. something that you just, almost like sex addicts, you just want to experience again and again.
0: Any sex addicts out there were are not recommending crack?
1: No. (coughs) I didn't mean that. (laughs) So, I
2: I was going to... Are you almost messing up here. Are you still with the girl that
3: you're talking about? Yeah.
2: That kind of put you not put you in yeah. this position. That's the wrong use.
1: Uh, yes, I am.
2: Okay. How are you guys doing?
1: We're I mean, we're still dealing with her issues. Right? She still deals with hers and I struggle with my addiction still. I mean, it's not something I just don't think about anymore. So her drug of choice was heroin. So that, that's not an issue for me. But
3: So you don't feel any kind of pull towards that,
1: towards heroin. Yeah. No, I've never done heroin. Never will. I. That's one thing I've always been terrified of.
3: Oh, us too. We've seen that shit firsthand. What it does people, and you know what it looks like. So.
1: We just. Keep ending up. Keep keep trying to push through it.
0: Hmm. Is is
1: the biggest pusher your children,
0: fighting through it for them, keeping that unified front. Yep. It's tough, man. That's uh. I mean, I can't imagine.
1: Kind of just keep trying to tell myself I've lived 32 years without it before. I mean, I can do it. Do it again. Right. I mean, I, I was that strong person once. I can get there again.
2: No doubt. Well, ten months you have. Well,
3: been. we we you mm-hmm. know. I mean, David, we know. You know, you can get there. We've known your you entire lives and. Like we've said multiple times, you were always kind of just like the rock of our group. You know, you were always that constant, that solid. thought that was my nickname.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but for that, different was, that was for douchey reasons. <laughs> <laughs> can't say that on the radio? <laughs> no, you can't say douchebag. That's right. <laughs> oh, sorry. You can say is this, douche.
1: Is this considered radio?
3: Who's that? Hey mean my shit's on silent?
0: No, it's not radio, Steve. We can say whatever the fuck we want. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, well. So, first off. Oh, wait, before we move on, I did have one
3: other thing. It's, you know, we've, I think, after all the interviews we've done and we've kind of figured out addicts, the way they eventually get clean, they have to, whether they figure it out themselves or they already know it and decide to just take that step. But it kind of seems like all addicts have to do it for themselves. They have to want it for themselves. It can't be for their kids. I know, you know, whether it sounds selfish or not, Apparently, you know, it. you have to be selfish in this. Um, do this, you know, for the kids mainly. Um, but hopefully... Uh, we,
1: we stay together for the kids. Right. Uh, my addiction I do for myself. Right. right. If it's not for yourself, any addict's going to find a manipulative reason to talk themselves out of it. Sure. Well, so, no yeah. matter who else is We've for heard it. that a few times, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I've heard you guys talk about, you felt like you kind of abandoned me and... To be honest, there was no other way to do it, man, because there was nothing you guys were going to be able to do to help me until I was ready myself. Uh, You guys wouldn't be able to talk me there. You wouldn't be able to do anything to get me there. And I
2: think as much as we know that, especially, I mean, I know you're closer to these guys than me, but I think we all know that, but it doesn't make it feel any less bad that, you know, we knew you were in a bad spot and couldn't help out.
1: I get it. But that's why I'm saying, like, you guys did the right thing.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think, like you said, I know you've been listening to the show, but for me, it it struck a chord, you know, in a weird way, different. Like we've talked about before, different than it has each time one of my one of my siblings fell off. You know, for you, it was just it came out of came out of left field and. You know, we talked about it. I, I've I've leaned on you so heavily throughout life. I mean, there was times when we lived together. I mean, you were basically paying my half of the rent for I don't even know how long. I mean, but I mean, just shit like that on a regular basis that I just always without even thinking about it, just kind of leaned on you and looking back, wish I, you know, hadn't put that weight on you for so long. But, you know, when for me, it just kind of hurt when it was like it felt well, not hurt, but I felt bad about the fact that one time you actually needed help I didn't even recognize it until it was too late
1: dude nobody did like nobody but my girlfriend knew I was headed down that path until basically I was balls deep yeah until I was obvious about it like I was Mm -hmm. just not going to work spending all my money and
0: yeah but I, I mean I guess where I struggled with it is there was people in my life that were seeing it before me like Lainey yeah so seeing the change in you before I recognized it and I think that's where it bothered me like uh our boss when you still worked with you know worked where I work our boss called it before you before anything ever even came to light he said I I think Steve's fucking up I think he's he's doing hard drugs I was like, nah, I don't see that. I was like, that's just, I think that's just Steve. I was like, that Steve just it you takes know, all, the thing, def- all the things he was describing. I was like, that's just who he is. Like, I, you know.
3: see, sometimes when you're so close to it, you we're can't see the it. last ones to see it. You yeah, know?
2: it takes well, that detachment almost. Yeah, Our, but, but
0: Laney saw it too. Laney even Laney mentioned it one time to me. She was just there was one night that it just kind of became apparent to her. She said, "You know, something's wrong with Steve. Something something's going on." I was like, yeah, "You know, you're the second person to say that." And that is right around the time that everything kind of came to a head and we, we learned what was going on. But, um I don't know, I'm just... I didn't know that. Yeah, I mean, it was... Like I said, I guess some people were starting to be able to see that there was a change, but I guess those closest to you didn't really, didn't see it, didn't pick up on it, which sucks. But Here we are. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... Uh,
2: when when did you... When was the first time you
1: used it? The crack. The crack. June 23rd, 2016. June 23rd, 2016. 2016. About oh, 3.30 in the afternoon. Crap, so you were already... What was the weather like? <laughs> sunny. Was, yeah. I, I remember that day very vividly. So, I, hey, you already what's,
0: what's, well, I, I understand that. That's, Steve's got this weird fucking like eidetic memory. Like... Shit that he used to do at work. No,
1: I used to. This shit has has it really fucked your brain up like that. My memory is not. I mean, I still remember shit, but it's not what it used to be, man.
0: This just to give you an idea of the way this fucker's brain works. You know, we work in the construction industry and do a lot of sewer work, and there was times where Steve would go out and he would be surveying manholes in an area, and I, I remember one time specifically, I was working in cecil county maryland i'm walking through the woods i mean out in the middle of fucking nowhere in the middle of the woods trying to find a manhole and i'm just like i have no fucking clue where it is i, I bet there's one person that will be able to fucking point me in the exact direction called steve and he's like oh yeah yeah you mean manhole 5768 <laughs> i'm like what the fuck dude it was four years ago when you surveyed this and you surveyed thousands of manholes how do you remember that one he's like i don't i just do you're a fucking freak. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
0: There's shit like that all the time. Just the, the crazy shit that he remembers. Well, that kind of messed me up knowing it was that date because
2: that was, you actually, it's going to sound odd, but you played fantasy football with us that season after you already did that. Which yes, means that when I collected the money from you, you were six, seven months into it. Yep. Yeah, that kind of, Screws me. Because I even said... I even came in and said to my wife... I was like, man, Steve seems really depressed. And I know, you know... As stoic as you were, you always seem kind of depressed. But I was like, he seemed more depressed than normal. I should have invited him in. And I said that to my wife. And, you know, I found out... we I don't know how early you guys found out. But it's only like a couple of weeks later, we found out how bad things really were. And I was like, damn. I was like, I guess I should have invited him in.
3: And I feel I should bad... Should have cared less about the money. I feel bad because that is... Quite literally, you said what June,
1: June twenty third,
3: twenty third. Everything started happening with my wife two days later. Started on June twenty fifth, two thousand sixteen. And so you know I was going through the darkest time of my life. You know Mm -hmm. while you were going through this shit. So it's like I was pretty much numb to everything else around me at the time. So I wasn't even able to see. I couldn't you know I couldn't see what the hell was going on right in front of me, let alone what you were going through. So you know I feel bad. Um, but I remember there was, there was many nights, man, when I, you know, after we found out, you know, about the addiction, um, and I'm going through my shit and obviously I had rough nights where I'm just out drinking. I'm, I'm trying to get numb and there was many nights there. There was a couple of nights I actually showed up at your house, just wanted to talk and shoot the shit. Cause I know I'm going through shit. You're going through shit. I'm like, you know, I kind of want to just see my boy and kind of just, you know, hash some shit out or whatever. Um, Whatever reason that you know, whether you weren't there or you just didn't want to answer the door, um, but yeah, I, I remember going through you know my shit the same time you were going through yours. So obviously, mm-hmm. I was only going to be so much help. I'd probably only bring you down where I was mentally at the time. So
0: yeah, it was a dark time in our group altogether. Yeah, it was.
1: I wasn't gonna. Sh- I wasn't ready to share it at that point I, anyway.
3: I, yeah, I know you weren't. Yeah, you know, after talking to your brother, he made it very clear he's like look he doesn't want to talk to anybody he's like you know he's he's doing what he's doing and he's not opening up to me he doesn't want to talk to anybody about it he's he's kind of hard to reach period so yeah
2: hopefully you never get there again but I mean, whether you do or not and if you're ever in that place in that dark mood dude you know you've got a lot of people that more than willing to help you out Dude, take you in for a while if you got to whatever
0: you need enough people that you've helped out in life that yeah that owe you turn the favor absolutely I know. Well, uh, just don't ever think that you're a burden on us.
3: Speaking of dark times and stuff like that, so, you know, one of the questions I had prepared for you was if you think you have at all, what was your complete rock bottom?
1: Probably right after I lost my job working with you. I, uh. David. Working with David. With David, yes, I'm sorry. I, uh. Emptied out the 401k that I've been saving 12, 13 years for. Blew through it in about five weeks. $25,000.
0: Oh, brutal. That hurts my head thinking mm-hmm. about it.
1: At, at the end of it.
0: You know, that, that's uh, a bigger deal, I think, than people realize, too, because you had been taking some serious time to learn the stock market and actually got pretty damn good at it. Gave me quite a few tips that made me some money.
1: Yeah, it was something I enjoyed doing as, like, a hobby, I guess. But, yeah. Again,
0: the way your brain works just always fucking fascinated me. Like, it just, the fact that you, with everything that you had going on, you were able to fucking just sit and learn on your own, learn how to fucking read the stock market, and and you were giving me fucking advice. I'm like, all right, fuck it. I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just going (laughs) to trust you.
1: Well, it had always been an interest, so. You've been talking about
3: that shit for a long time.
1: Something I wanted to pick up, so. But yeah, after I did, after I got through the $25,000 or so, I didn't know where else to go and I guess I got low enough on, on the drug that I actually tried to commit suicide. Mm. So, ended up in the hospital in a coma for about three or four days. Did you,
2: how did you attempt yeah,
1: suicide? Yeah, I got a hold of some sleeping pills. Like, quite a bit of sleeping pills, and took about five or six bottles worth.
0: Jeez. What the fuck? No. no. So, when when was this? Because, I I mean, I'm assuming this is, we knew you were in some sort of facility, but I don't think anybody knew that. Well, I didn't know
1: that. Um, August of 2017. I just assumed you went in trying to get clean. No. I've only been in... Maybe once or twice on my own accord.
0: So where was this? Where did you go?
1: Well, I was in the hospital for about two weeks. And then Rockford again. Mm -hmm.
3: Jesus.
2: Keep hearing that name
1: come up. How
3: many interviews we've had on here that end up in Rockford? I just... Again, you know... Yeah, it hits hard.
0: Yeah, I I know this is... I'm not trying, in no way am I trying to make this about me at all, but it's just, you know, here and it's like, well, fuck, he was in the hospital for two weeks and I didn't even go in and fucking visit. Like, I, I just, didn't even know about it. I,
2: yeah, I think I may have found out right at the end, someone says Steve's in the hospital. And I was like, oh. And I was
1: well, like, well, how long? It's so, like, well,
2: he's getting to get out.
1: Yeah. I, I don't think anybody really knew because there was a, a time in my life when me and my mom were not talking. Not talking and. Jeremy had kind of already distanced himself from me, right, yeah. rightfully. So nobody from our you group were reaching found out. out to anybody. No, I right? I don't even think I had anybody's phone number in in the hospital because I lost my cell phone right. the night I did it. So. I say
0: with that memory, you fucking you knew everybody's numbers, but I guess with with the shit that was going on in your brain, I guess not. All right.
3: So, and I know you. I don't know if that was around the same time. I know you had ran into some issues where you were close to maybe losing the house. Oh yeah. Which, thankfully you didn't, which yeah, I, was, I thought that was already a done deal. Yeah, like, we I thought were, you were, lost the house and we, I was just like shit. Like, oh, we wait, used to live
2: right on the corner from me?
1: Yeah.
0: Sweet. Yeah, yeah we I'm, we were amazed that you actually didn't lose the house. I mean, I guess yeah, I foreclosure out, takes a lot longer than we realized.
1: I went about a year and a half without making a payment. done. And, and yeah. Mm. Mm.
0: that sounds like a sound investment strategy.
1: <laughs> no, cuz they keep charging the interest. And, no, I, I uh, know. <laughs> but uh yeah, I'm just now getting caught through up. the renegotiations re- with the company. Mm. They they wanted to file yeah, uh, foreclosure, foreclosure on me. They actually did, but I was able to fight through it and they worked with me and I'm going through trial payments with them and everything. Good. Nice. So,
3: well, that's awesome dude because we thought that was a done deal. Like we'd heard you hadn't paid, you know, for quite some time. Like, sh- can't I was, believe he's losing uh, his house. I
2: was actually going to ask because one of my questions is where he's staying now, but I, I didn't know how to word it properly. <laughs> I didn't want to in
1: a van <laughs> down by uh, the river. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I was literally on my last chance with the house and I'm glad you saved it, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too.
3: So yeah, I'd say that was about rock bottom
0: yep so did you uh obviously you listened to jeremy's interview yeah that uh i mean how how did that I would have to imagine for you that must have been kind of weird to listen to, especially him kind of rehashing past with your with your dad and everything
1: yeah I mean, I think I told you and Kevin there were times where I was laughing times it kind of hit me kind of hard, so I yeah.
2: We've walked out of most of these interviews, feeling that same way, just kind of Drained. Uh, yeah drained I'm like i like i've already I'm sitting here listening to you steve and i'm I'm already thinking I was like i'm gonna walk out of here just in a bad mood <laughs> and i'm I'm not throwing that on you I'm not putting that on you i'm just i mean that's what we're here to do is help uh, hopefully help some people learn a little bit but
0: no this this is the one interview that I've been thinking about since we even Sorry. came up with the idea of this podcast and similar to mom's interview where I just really struggled trying to prepare for it. Yep. And yeah, you, know, you were saying before, before we started recording how, you know, you were kind of nervous about this too. You weren't sure how, how this was going to go. Like your ride here is when you really started kind of getting nervous. I was like, almost you know, called I, and canceled. This this is the one interview that I think I've actually been kind of nervous about myself. I, I, I don't know if nervous is the right word, but I just been anxious. Yeah.
1: Just uneasy about it, I guess, for whatever reason. Well, uh, you can kind of imagine. I mean, yeah. I, I had trouble opening up to my closest friends, and now I'm kind of... Spilling it all. Yeah, to people I don't even know who listen to this.
0: Yeah, you know, even... I mean, we've talked about before. I mean, I, you know, you and I have known each other since fucking second grade. Mm-hmm. And we've never really had that relationship where... you know we've, we've had our talks. We've had our deep talks, like any good friends will, but... Mentally, they I, haven't moved on from second grade no well <laughs> and a lot of the other weird shit that's happened over the years but <laughs> no but like with me and steve like i feel like our biggest thing was we didn't even need to talk like i i can remember one of my like one of my favorite things to just think back to not even necessarily a specific time because there were so many of these times that it happened but and i tell laney about it all the time she's like you're well you guys are fucking idiots but just our blunt rides through the valley just oh, yeah. so so many fucking days it's <laughs> <That's> fucking great <laughs> me and me and steve just going for a ride in your fucking dodge uh, dakota. Uh, dakota pickup truck just fucking blasting tool or whatever else we we're fucking listening to high as shit just hot boxing that fucking pickup as we're driving through the valley going way too fast but we are you know, some serious role models like, <laughs> but Who was- for whatever reason that fucking mental place was just like one of my favorite places to be just fucking stoned on marijuana, <laughs> nothing else, but just that euphoric feeling, just driving through nature, fucking listening, to, for... some, listening to some good fucking stoner music, just zoning out. Yep. Like, we would just ride for hours and wouldn't even have to fucking talk. I mean, it would always be me with the loud mouth that would eventually talk and just like, this fucking song is amazing. This fucking kicks ass. And, you know, <laughs> probably ruin half of your fucking moments. But, like, yeah. I, I don't know. It's just... Can one of the things that I always think back to is
2: was this? W- were you guys on one of these drives when Jeremy wiped out on the? I don't know. We never even brought this up when he wiped out on the rock right there in the valley and had his car sitting on top of the rock.
1: No, we no, weren't. That was, that, that was all him, I think. Yeah, oh, okay. yeah I, was say, I wasn't that, even there that for was, that. That <laughs> was my mom's was, car. He did that too. He <laughs> was
3: by himself, <laughs> off on a. I think he was actually. Was he just stoned or was he actually drunk? I, I think don't he was remember.
2: drunk. I think he said he was drunk. I don't. Remember. I could be wrong, but she yeah. was not happy to get that call
1: yeah though. fuck no I'm <laughs> <No>. surprised <laughs> your it wasn't-
3: car is stuck on top <laughs> of a boulder
0: I'm surprised <laughs> it wasn't Steve's grocery go getter
3: oh yeah we stole that thing me and jeremy stole that thing many times who did we could literally pull the ignition out and start it with our fingers <laughs> yeah well
0: originally you had to pull it out and start it with a screwdriver but it just got so loose so, and so yeah. worked up from us fucking jacking that thing up for you so long with your finger. you literally could just stick your finger in the ignition and start the car so everybody in the oh, neighborhood dude, fucking I, stole that car yeah, i remember the one <laughs> or, time it was one of the last times me and
3: jeremy stole it i'm pretty sure we come pulling back into the driveway, and Steve is standing right there in the spot. We're like, oh, shit. Like, we are fucked. <laughs> dude,
1: there are multiple mornings where I've had to go to work. I walk outside to get in my car, the car's and it's not there. gone. I'm like, motherfucker, Jeremy. We were
0: uh. some
3: bastards, dude. Holy shit. Now I think back. I'm like, fuck, we were awful.
0: Like, yeah. we did some terrible shit. <laughs> And that was, that was just a normal day for Steve. It was like, ugh, somebody stole my fucking car oh, again. Son. No, it wasn't
1: somebody. I knew who it was every <laughs> yeah. fucking time. Nine yeah. times
0: out of ten, it was Jeremy. Yeah. Yeah, but we all did our fair share. I mean, I know I fucking uh, got in yeah. that thing and started that fucker up with my finger quite a few times. <laughs> for the record, Steve, I Same never weird.
2: stole your car.
3: <laughs> oh, good
0: Lord. I remember stealing Bill, I won't say his name, Bill T's car. Yeah. And then fucking throwing him in the, in trunk, the trunk of his own car and fucking <laughs> taking him... It, <laughs> Jesus, you guys that really Dude, we were you know, awful, That was yeah. that was one of two times. There was another time we stole it, and he caught us and hopped on the car, oh and we're God. driving around Richardson Park, and a cop fucking caught us with him riding on the hood of his car.
3: Wasn't that like right on, right by Steve's house? It was thing? right around the corner. Yeah, it was right around house. the corner,
0: and we literally whipped him off the roof right as we <laughs> passed the cop. And somehow we didn't get fucking arrested for it. Like he pulled us over and was just like, you guys are what idiots. What the fuck are you guys doing? Like, come on. like Don't be Bell fucking Bill comes running stupid. up like, hey guys, I was
1: trying to catch you before you left. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it was a good sport, man. We yeah. all could have yeah. been locked up right uh, there. Yeah, we had some was good this? times in his car. Yeah, I can think of the time I was tripping on acid and oh, I, kept, I kept fucking with his, uh, his rear rear mirror. He was the only person <laughs> that wasn't tripping, so he was driving. But I kept fucking taking his mirror and spinning it just to piss him off. And one time, he, we were parked. I mean, we were sitting at fucking Deerhead Hot Dogs on Maryland Avenue. Yep. And we were parked, and I, I did it one last time. I fucking yanked his mirror, and he punched me in the arm. And you, know, you always hear that when you're on acid, you, just, you have more strength than you fucking realize. Yeah. Well, I fucking just reached out and just like side-jabbed Bill one time, and he flew out of his fucking car. And he looked up at me from the the pavement of the fucking drive, the parking lot. And Steve's over there fucking chuckling. It <laughs> looks up at me like, "What the fuck just happened?" And, like, and we all, you know, we all just lost. I like, was I, in I my have, car. Yeah, and then I was on the pavement. <laughs> it was unbelievable. But don't do acid, kids. <laughs> Assholes. You may hurt sake. someone. Was this was
2: this Bill of Dine Bill? No, 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 no. Okay. another Bill. All right, just make
0: sure I didn't. No, I that's I didn't another. You, I didn't know your
2: retarded little friends.
0: That's another. You, you, man, you throw that R Seriously. word out a lot. Seriously. Um, that's another person that we really need to get back in touch with. We haven't spoken to Bill in quite a while. Yeah, Bill, know how Bill he's of doing. Dine. Both Bills. But uh, yeah, we were. All right. We really. I digress. Got, yeah, we got way off track. So <laughs> anyway. Tons to have. Going back to listening to Jeremy's episode. I know, I guess I just recently found out that your mom is listening and she posted something on Facebook the other day and I just realized I'm, I replied to her today, so I don't even know if she saw it, but it seems like the she's been listening to the podcast and it's been affecting her in a certain way. And I'm sure Jeremy's episode definitely hit her pretty hard I can imagine. hearing all the, the talk about the suicide attempts and that was an episode that fucked me up. I mean, we knew about the bridge incident and the incident with the pills I had never heard the story about the, the fucking shotgun, shotgun. like oh. that. That that's scary.
3: Yeah, because I did know about it, and I kind of just like blacked that one out. That was that
0: was yeah. terrifying. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I, I can't imagine as a brother that must have been kind of fucked up for you to hear too. But that was a weird time for you guys because all the times that he went to stay with your dad, you never did, did you? You were you were kind of distant from your dad the whole time.
1: Yeah, me and my dad were never as close as Jeremy and my dad were. I I just.
0: Which is
2: weird. Although from his telling, it, it's not like they were ever close. It was just well an
1: excuse. Okay, but me and my dad were even not further. even that. Yeah, for, yeah. Gotcha. I mean, well, I, you, I reached you an had, age where I just
3: did you ever I mean, get... you
1: were
2: you were older, so you you kind of saw what he was for what he was doing. So yeah. see, growing up,
3: all like like the the physical abuse from what I saw. Like you know, I was always around me and your brother were always together. Like, the shit your dad did, I always saw it aimed towards Jeremy. Like, did you ever get the brunt of his, you know, physical abuse? Like, I've seen him kind of whoop Jeremy's ass a few times, but I I can't remember any times where he came at you.
0: Yeah, I was thinking about that, too.
1: I caught it a couple times. It was always more in private. Um, It was more...
2: And then Stephen learned how to punch, and that was over.
1: (laughs) Well, I don't want to sound like an asshole, but it's more because Jeremy was... More rebellious, uh, rebellious when he was younger. You, you can
0: say Jeremy was a little fucking prick. I was gonna say bitch, but yeah, <laughs> he
1: was he was mouthy. And he did he did a lot more shit that pissed my dad off. Where I I kind of just kept to myself. Yeah, so I, I
0: can imagine that he, being a bad combination. Basically, I, he I, finished
2: I, the milk, and you didn't. <laughs> yeah.
0: <and laughs> now, but Jeremy, Jeremy was just you. You know, you Sean, you were you were a lot older than us, so you didn't really see. The days of Jeremy, when he was like, that, between like maybe ten and fifteen, he was just like unbearable. Like he uh, just it was just always starting fights and was just, mm-hmm. just everything was volatile with him. And he, yeah. he basically fought everyone in the neighborhood at least once. And I, I like me myself, I can I can see how you know just raising my kids, how my anger gets to me. And I mean I've never to the point to where I've even been close to being abusive, but I can just see how. That kind of behavior, with where Jeremy th- was the way he was as a young kid, that mixed with an alcoholic, with you know whatever mental problems he may have had undiagnosed, dealing with that kind of kid, that's just that's just a bad situation. Well, I,
3: mm. now I'm pretty sure we get where Jeremy got Moses' anger from. Like, yeah. look how he that was treated at home now. with his parents, and like you yeah. said, like when you're that young. You don't exactly go like opening up to your friends and telling about all this horrible shit that's happening at, at home. So instead of opening up and like talking about it, trying to like get this shit out, you know, constructively or whatever, it just came out how it came out. It came out anger. I'm, Fuck you, I'm gonna try to fight you, like whatever. It's
1: Well, Jeremy and my dad were when he was younger, he was they were kind of the same person. And that mm-hmm. that just always butted heads. So Like
0: me and my dad.
1: But no, no, you were a lot worse. You were a little
0: bitch. Yeah. You, were a spoiled, oh, rotten, you were spoiled rotten. You were spoiled rotten. You called dad a little girl. bitch. No, I'm saying That's you were spoiled up. rotten.
2: Little girls,
3: what you were. He's but turning yeah, out. it was, a grave right now.
0: It was a lot different in. <laughs> no, I know. Their I know. I'm not actually comparing my relationship. I, I guess I did, but whatever. Fuck off. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I tended to just stay away from my dad. Period. Yeah. So, I mean, how's your
2: relationship with your mom now?
1: We're doing a lot better. She's a pivotal point in my life right now. Without her help and... Hi, Mom. Love you. Yes. Hi, Mom. I love you. Or without her help and help from a certain few other people, uh, I wouldn't be where I am today.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. I'm glad to hear that. I really... For whatever reason, I just haven't had many opportunities to talk to your mom recently. And we were always you know, we were always really close with your mom growing up. And mm-hmm. I know Kevin especially was so many really jokes You yeah, <laughs> know, shut the fuck up.
1: And especially and you know what? And and in this fucking
0: family, this could go some strange ways, you know, like your little brother fucking having a baby with my older sister. There's some real <laughs> Kentucky shit going on, but no. Yeah, me and Mama happened.
3: Dukes definitely got really close there for a while.
1: Yeah. Uh, I'll never forget the time she walked in on us when we had everything spread out on the kitchen table.
3: The like the
1: all year, we're talking about <laughs>
0: drugs, guys. Steve didn't. Steve didn't have me spread out on no. the kitchen table.
1: It <laughs> <No, laughs> so does sound a little funny. Like what? Yeah. We, what? We, sorry, we had a quarter pound of we had weed toys. spread out on the kitchen table when I was living <laughs> at her house, and we were bagging it up for for sale. And she wasn't home at the time. We Steve, thought that's we illegal
3: had. distribution.
1: Oh well. Um... <laughs> And she wasn't Mm -hmm. home at the time, so we spread it out, tried backing it up before she got home. She walks in the front door, and we still got half of it spread out (laughs) on the table. (laughs) Like, shit, what are we going to (laughs) do? So we start just... Uh-huh. What did we do? We threw it underneath the kitchen table and tried to cover it up? Man, I don't know. I, yeah, I remember
0: like freaking out. No, I think we got it into a container. I think we got it into like, a Tupperware or something.
1: Cause, I don't know, man, because I remember me running out yeah, I remember to, the, to the living room. <laughs> I think room, wasn't Will, Will
0: there, or... too, and we were all just kind of like, huddling around the table, just, like, doing whatever we could to fucking hide Hey, no. hey, hey, Julie. Hey. Um, you guys are fucking morons.
3: You have this big, huge garage out back. We usually did all of our legal shit, <laughs> and you're doing it right on our kitchen table.
1: Because nah, I remember running out to the living room saying, you can't come into the kitchen. She's questioning why, what's going on. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> we're, throwing trying, a surprise. we're trying to surprise you. We were going to clean the whole place. <laughs> and, so now you assholes had to clean afterwards. Yes. Yeah. Well, it was the only lie I could come up with that made sense, <laughs> but did she walk she, in anyway? I don't I don't think she did.
0: No, that we got away with that one cuz that wasn't yeah. when she cuz I remember when the first time, no, I don't know. I guess she never actually caught us like red-handed, but I remember the first time it was Will, wasn't it? That, like one day it was just like, "Look, we all know you smoke pot. Yeah. You know we smoke pot. Let's have a good time together."
1: Yeah. <laughs> <was just> like, <laughs>
0: "What the fuck, dude?" Like, <laughs> She's like, "Okay." <laughs> yeah, yeah, that well,
1: was well, I don't know if she was like okay but her friend Donna was like yeah that sounds like a great <laughs> idea. Oh, yeah, it my Donna. mom my mom was reserved about it. Ever. Oh, she was real reserved. She's like yeah. this is this is fucked up. This, this is, is bad so idea. fucked up.
0: But then we started we, smoking together like we were, adults, like every we were day. adults at that time. Yeah. Though, so it wasn't like she was like right. hey, let's go party with a bunch of 12-year-olds. <laughs> Wait, how old were you at this time?
1: We were adults. Just shut the fuck up. Uh, it was right before we were. I was ready to move out. So okay, so you're we right. were at least eighteen. Okay,
3: we are grown ass men. Dogs. At least that's the
2: story we're going to tell now. <laughs> <laughs> uh. By the way, that last five minutes we all just completely talked over. It.
3: Yeah, it happens <sighs> when you're interviewing yeah. your best friends.
2: Yeah. So, pause apologize, However, that comes across on the radio or <laughs> wherever the hell you listen to this shit. Uh, yeah. So
3: how much time, damn, that was loud. How much time Ooh. do we have left? Well, we, I know seven minutes. Steve no, only we're, has we're at,
0: you. we're at 46 minutes now. So we're yeah, good. but he's got a time. Oh yeah. I, we got seven minutes.
1: I, I can make it an hour episode. I mean, All right. it, okay. it's close enough.
0: All right.
3: Um, I, well, I mean, I got a question lined up. I don't know if you guys do. No, go Far for away. it. Far away. Um, so in your sobriety, Right now, are you attending any kind of programs, any N.A.? Like, are you getting any kind of help at all besides, no. like, friends and family?
1: Um, I tried that at the beginning when I was in Rockford and a couple other places, and it just doesn't work for me. Sitting around, listening to everybody talk about drugs and how they got high. and
2: Just made you want to go out and do it more.
1: Yeah. I, I'm I'm better off suited where if, if it's out of sight, out of mind, I, I can get it get along with it a lot better. But if I'm going to sit there and listen to everybody talk about, well, I used to do this, and I used to get high at this place or something like that, it, I'm just going to sit there like... It's kind like, of like no, a, I was like going to say, a,
0: kind of like your so-called best friends starting a podcast. Fuck it well, is. no, th-
1: this is a little different than an NA. This is like a lot triggers. different than an it's NA Like you, triggers. Yeah, it, it, it almost is. And, hmm. and plus, I mean, I don't mean to sound like an asshole, but those aren't the right people to be around late. when you're trying to... <laughs> when you're trying to get sober, because not everybody there is actually clean like they say they are sometimes. Mm-hmm. Some and, people and, are there because it's like court ordered, right? Yeah.
0: You know, I, that is one one thing I kind of want to touch on a little bit. I feel like we've been, maybe it's it's come across like we've been bashing AA and NA and shit like that.
1: I, I'm not saying that at all, because I've met people that live that life and it has done wonders for yeah. them. And yeah, absolutely. I, and if people works, that swear by it. If it works, works for them, then I'm, I'm all for it for them. I'm just saying, me personally, I'm a different breed.
0: And, and like you said, right now where you are, that's not right for you. Maybe down the road it will be. Who knows? Um, but, you know, that's been the, the reoccurring theme. Everybody's recovery looks different. Mm-hmm. You know? and, that, and that's one thing I think people need to understand and respect. And that's one thing we have definitely learned through going on this podcast is Absolutely.
3: What there works. is no one way to do this shit. Yep.
0: No. No, because I'm sure a lot of people are listening to you just from the beginning of this episode. You talking about how people are probably you know, yelling at the
3: goddamn yeah. podcast. Like, you're fucking up, you're gonna go back, uh, whatever. And and I, I know.
0: All I can say to those people is you just don't know Steve. And it's his different for bri- yeah, everybody. Yeah. What
2: what are the kids say nowadays? Stay in your lane.
0: <laughs> yeah. Dang you lame, (laughs) bro. I I do in all seriousness though, if there's if there's one person in my life that I know can make it through this that has that mental fortitude, that strength to get through it, it's it's you. And I'm confident that you're gonna you're gonna be successful in this.
1: Thank you.
2: And, dude,
3: and
0: don't I,
2: fucking let us down. <laughs> <laughs> nah, and, and seriously, it, it, if, if, you, it, if you're if you feeling under pressure and stuff like that, dude, I live right around the corner from you. I'm not. You don't even have to call. Just stop by. Dude, right. We'll sit on my back porch, have a cigar. I don't care. Whatever, man.
3: Thank I you. do it all the time. I yeah. stop by his house all the time. And I, I'm not even joking. I mean, like when I was going through my shit, I was at Sean's house probably more than I was at my own, mm-hmm. just because when I was on my own. I would want to do stupid shit. I would want to go, you know, get drunk or get high, whatever. Um, so, yeah, dude, I mean, if it works for you, it works for you. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But, like, like I, you know, I've mentioned on this show already, like, I leaned on my brothers heavily. And, you know, I I know...
2: Dude, we don't got to talk. Honestly, you gonna sit out back and just chill? I'm good. That's
3: what we did a lot of times, dude. I'll just go to Sean's. We'll sit on the back porch. And He'd watch got... a show. I drink a beer. Right? Yeah, don't it, go it, to it. him
0: to talk because he's fucking useless with that. <laughs> he I'm is. If he's, he's you want to have bad. a fucking intelligent, like fucking serious conversation, yeah. Yeah, If you want to get emotional, he's gonna uh, yeah. uh, um, I'll beat someone up for you.
2: <laughs> You'll piece this rock. That, that's that's some bullshit because I will talk politics and religion with you. Yeah, I was
3: gonna say if you want to talk politics or religion or yeah.
2: Feelings, Something. I don't do feelings. That's you know <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> You're a turd.
0: Your mom. But so I I don't know. I, I guess this whole thing is still it, it's not fresh? Yeah, it's still it's still weird to me. Like I mean, I guess hearing that it's Steve. Yeah. Yeah, and the fact that we're even having this conversation it, no, I'm, I'm with you. I'm a lot older than
2: you guys and I'm not gonna lie. Way Steve, old. shut up. I'm not going to lie, I was probably more shocked than these guys, because I I always looked at you as their one friend that I knew if they were in trouble, they'd come to you. So I was I never worried about you.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You trying to guilt trip him?
2: No, guilt trip you guys for not helping mm-hmm. him out. Oh, bastards.
1: Mm-hmm. Dude, no, nobody's going to make me feel lower than myself. I didn't mean it that way. I give us a minute. We'll kidding. get there. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I, I was beating myself up very hard for a long time. And it didn't help because that just made me go and do more. Yeah. So. Uh, no,
0: I, I knew you were. I mean, I knew every time, you know, the few times that when you were trying to get clean. and I know there was a couple times where you relapsed. And, you know, you did still reach out in between here and there. And you could just, you could tell. You could tell that you were just, more than anything, you were ashamed And I hated that. I hated, like, I didn't want you feeling like you needed to be fucking ashamed, especially towards our family with all the fucking issues our family has had. Like, seriously, if anybody can understand that, we can. You know what I Now, I I know us three, it's different than, like, Kelly, Christine, and Steven. We can't talk to you from that experience, from Mm. having gone down that road. But just hopefully in the future you know that before you get to the point where you think you need to use to fucking avoid whatever is going on in your fucking head, fucking talk to somebody, man. We're... Or don't talk to us. Just come and hang out. Yeah. I And I know you're trying. I know you're the one you, you set up this this get together next month and I think everybody's looking forward to it. So what's the date? I am.
3: Well well I was a part of that shit.
2: What
3: what's the
0: date? <laughs> Me and thirteenth. It's a Saturday, right? I believe so. Yeah, All right.
3: Yeah. let yeah, 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 yeah,
2: yeah. let's
0: announce to everybody where we're gonna be. That's all, not. All 12 <laughs> of our listeners. Pleasant. <laughs> um, <laughs> fucking, we'll, plug <laughs> advertisement. we'll plug them. Pleasant Hill Lanes. They'll fucking love it. Go. Be there. Um, no,
3: except gonna- that night it's closed down. <laughs> People are going to be showing up, and he's like, we can't let you in <laughs> yeah.
2: Dickheads. Shit, I was going to say something I forgot now. Completely just.
0: Ooh. Ooh, episode Shoot. over.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a throwback to Kelly. She'll get it.
0: I don't get it, so shut the fuck up. Because if she, I don't get it, nobody else will listen. Well, to
2: get it. you're right. So I'll give a quick story. So I walk into the kitchen one time. She's looking She's looking in, in the old Glenrich home. She's looking in the refrigerator. And she's getting ready to say something. And she goes, foo. And I was like, you were getting ready to sing shoe Fly, weren't you? And she's like, damn it. And she closes the door and walks away. <laughs> so anytime I say it, I'm just like, foo.
3: <laughs>
0: Sorry. Anyway. I did have that
3: was a great story.
0: Nah, eh, no, whatever. Some bullshit. No wonder nobody listens. Can to you this stop slamming show. your damn phone? You guys fucking annoy me. Say, <laughs> 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 so you just slam your shit. You guys remember that Steve's here? Yeah.
1: Are there any more questions hey, before Steve. we got to end this thing?
2: There was, and I can't remember what it was now. So I got, I I've got
0: you. one. So where we, you know, the one point that Jeremy kept wanting to kind of um, slam home on his episode was taking care of your, your mental health. I just, is there anything, and I know as you're still really going through it, 10, you know, 10 months clean, you're, you're still battling. There's, there's no way around that. You're still battling, but having that 10 months clean, is there anything you, any advice you can give to anybody that may be only two months clean, or maybe only a day clean, or actively getting high that any advice that
1: you can give that helped you along the way? this too shall pass. It just fight it as long as you can. Keep fighting. And eventually you reach a time or a moment where everything's okay for a little bit. And, uh, forward but, from there. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it's always going to come back. But just keep it in your head. It, it'll pass.
3: What was your moment that kind of brought you out that you know was there one thing that happened or you thought about you're like you know what enough's enough i i gotta fucking do this get clean
2: yes
1: i don't really know like i i'd always just mentally you were like all right i'm done and
2: just walked away
1: yeah i mean i i thought it almost the entire time i was going through my addiction like it's i know what i'm doing is wrong for me. I'm fucking up more than just away. my life. Yeah, and yeah, I think I just reached reached a point where it's like I'm ready. You know what? You know why I think there's no clear point for you
0: that you can point to that maybe was rock bottom. Hey. I think, and this is me just fucking completely, you know, spitballing. But the fact that you lived such a solid life up until you were 32. The fact that this was just so fucking new and out of nowhere to you. I almost feel like your rock bottom was that first fucking hit. And from then you were almost, you may not see that that way, but to me it's like you would never been that person. You'd seen enough examples, you know, even just our friends that were in our group for a while that had gone down that road. And you'd seen why that was, that was a, a bad road to go down the fact that you started i feel like from there you you knew that there was you're already working towards yeah, sobriety you needed a change you knew that that was the wrong place
2: to be from day one you know when i knew steven was back when he rejoined our fantasy football team and drafted his first tight end
1: <laughs> I, hey he did good this year <laughs> i think he was number two behind kelsey all right, I gotta say, I, don't know, I
0: still don't want to talk to you about fantasy because you fucked me, Le'Veon Bell, motherfucker,
1: <laughs> James Connor, baby, <laughs> fuck you. It's <laughs> gonna be our Man, keeper pick a next year. A lot of f
3: bombs, since I've been. <laughs> I did.
1: Oh yeah. oh yeah, quite a few.
0: Man, that's messed up. You know, you know, it really makes it it's worse. Mom. No, well, even more so than mom. Mom has heard us talk this way. Yeah, a Couple times. My mother-in-law. Yeah. Yeah. Is she, she listening? Did, she's the one person I have actually told her, I don't want you listening to this show. There's, oh, there's, we prob- love Mary. there's not many people in my life that I would feel ashamed if they heard the way oh, I, I talk on this show, and one of them just passed away. So it's like, mm. okay, I know Pop Pop's not going to hear this now. So well, yeah, maybe he's hearing it now. Yeah, he's <laughs> frowning down from heaven. Like, come on, yeah. guys. Yeah, our, our grandfather just passed away uh, a little over a week ago. But uh, yeah, the one person that I, I've basically told her, look, look, I really don't want you to listen to. She confronted me yesterday. She's like, you know, who, who I away really...
2: from, from Stephen might be the other most stoic person I've ever met in my
0: life. No, oh, yeah, my mother-in-law. <laughs> no, What are you talking? <laughs> Grandfather, about? Grandfather. Oh, I was like, what? Yeah, <laughs> <Man>, what? What? <laughs> but yeah, anyway, she confronted me yesterday and was like, you know, I, I really, I feel like I'm left out. I keep hearing everybody talk about this podcast and everybody has You're so like, many Gary, things please to say. Don't... And I just feel left out. I want to be a part of this. I want to, you know, uh, I want to hear. I was like, Mary, but we just, we, you know. We love you. I, I please talk, don't. Yeah, I was like, I talk to my brothers in such a different way than I would talk to you. She's like, I'm human. I know that that's how people talk. I, I don't think that, you know, this isn't a real thing. I'm like, oh, man, I don't, <laughs> don't know what to say. Do it. <laughs> let's Let's change the conversation. These dogs need to poop, right? <laughs> <sighs> uh, all right. I suppose she's eventually going to hear this. Steve is still and, here. We're gonna have to have Steve on again. Yeah. yeah, we're actually we're actually at an hour anyway, and Steve needs to go. So, um, look, brother, we're gonna have to have you on again soon because I think we barely have a lot more. Yeah, we really barely scratch the surface, but I know you got to get going. That's fine. Um, we'll set something up. Yeah, I, mean, I was thinking about
3: other things too that we can definitely delve into that we didn't even get to touch on this episode. So,
2: I think it'd be great to have him and Jeremy on at the same time. I mean, they might kill each other, but no, me
0: and Jeremy are good. Okay. Now. Nah, Steve put one too many holes in Jeremy's face. He's smarter than that now.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I think we might need to invest in a new mic though. Um, yeah, me and Jeremy. Do you realize if we need a new mic,
0: then we need a whole new mic board that can handle more than ah, 4 great. mics.
3: Okay. Nah, never mind. We had Brittany and Jesse on at the same time, so
0: People don't know that yet. Yeah. Yeah, because no, David's because screwed screwed they'll it up. never
3: hear it. Our maybe mm. our greatest episode ever. Our brother. Thanks, David. Fucked it
2: up. Yeah. Sorry,
0: Jess. All
2: right, end this damn recording, boy. Thanks,
0: guys. Bye, Steve. Yeah, seriously, thank you, Steve. I know that this wasn't easy for you to come on and talk about. So, love, love you, brother. brother. Love, love you, you and back. good luck, man. Thank Ten you. months is just the beginning. I know that uh, you're gonna do well. Thank you. I'm thank trying. you.